As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Stick around to the end of today's episode to hear the trailer of Between the Lines, The Athletic's newest narrative podcast documenting the intersection of race and football. Coming to The Athletic Football Show feed on February 14th. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran-fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some Zach, for the fourth time in franchise history, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Eagles Chiefs are ripe with storylines. Two best teams in the Prince NFL Prince Tegu revenge game. <laughs> There's so many factors in place for Bo to make me the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to day two of Superb Owl Week on Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and on a week in which the storylines are very much about amicable exes coming up against each other, Andy Reid going up against the Eagles. We have to start the show today by bringing on another amicable ex, another uh, divorced couple on good terms. <laughs> Great terms. Zach Berman and Jeff McLean of The Inquirer. Jeff, making your Birds <laughs> with Friends debut. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I've been uh, waiting for this moment for so long. You've been bugging us. You've been, hey, when am I going to get on? I know. So, well, ever since Zach guess. left me, ever since Zach left me, it's it's been my dream to uh, <laughs> destroy your podcast. <laughs> How would you say that your life has changed in a post Zach world? All right, I don't want to hurt any feelings here. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Zach's. Uh, Zach and I made a good team. Yeah. Yes, as you both do as well. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, like, we were kind of a couple for a long time. Seven years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, almost like a married couple, as we, as our wives yep. would know how much, you know, I'm sure you guys, when you have a beat partner, you spend a lot of time sure. with them and talking to them and texting with them. Um, so that was definitely an adjustment. I don't, I haven't found that quite yet. <laughs> okay. Well, you've got, you've got more, uh, more wives to juggle, more work wives to juggle now than, than you did then. Well, we had that a little bit of that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll sing his praises for a moment. And I, I, I mean this because our audience 
presumably it's full of Eagles fans, right, who know Jeff's work. It's been 13 years on the beat, 14, 13 or 14. Uh, 14, 14 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Like, there is a reason why he breaks so many stories and writes so many good stories, right? Like, I saw it firsthand for seven years. It's it's not by accident. He Go is, ahead, tell the Emily, tell the Emily story. Tell the what happens when you wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I will literally be up at 4 a.m. or at, it's and... It's actually their stories come out exactly at five, right? Mm. So it's it, it's typically if it's like five fifteen, and she sees me on my phone, and she'll say, "What did Jeff write?" Right? Because like that's the type of thing that I'm I'm, I'm doing. And Jeff can tell you, I'll text him at like five thirty. Great story. Yeah, wake up my wife. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but here, that says more about Zach than I think, than I think <laughs> it does my work. I really, no, it's come on. Let's let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. I think that's probably true. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's deserved plaudits for I mean, for Jeff. No, I mean. Obviously, uh, Zach does phenomenal work, and, and I have the same you know feelings. I think we all do when you see someone has a story, and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, a little. Pit I think stomach. we can say uh, that the one story this season that made everybody on the uh, beat feel good. that way. Yeah. And I know Zach is gonna is gonna is gonna feel <laughs> my Josh Job story. <laughs> my Josh Job story. Yeah. The Dom story. Everybody's yeah. wanted to do the Dom story. You made it happen. You, you, it was great reporting. Good job. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was um yeah. You know, that was a, uh, what's the word, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Decade um, in the making. It was a long time in the making, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if I can reveal a lot of how it, it uh, came to be, but, because, um, I mean, I didn't talk, I mean, Dom's not on record in the sure. story, so it's, that's always a tough story to write, um, as you guys know, when you don't have the subject as... Uh, I don't know if, if Zach was jealous of the story as much as he was jealous that you talked to Chip. <laughs> That's honestly, I, I'm pretty sure about that. No, I'm jealous of the story, but I, it, it'd be nice to catch up with Chip. I, yeah, Chip's Chip's a smart man. I enjoy talking to smart people. It was remarkable. I mean, it was. Um, I still have a little leftover stuff I'm going to use this week, actually. Oh, now I'm going to be. <laughs> no, okay. yeah, you just used that to needle yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It's 3 a.m. here, by the way, when their stories come out. So, <laughs> it's nothing yeah. great. But um, yeah, that in its own right was interesting because. I mean, I'm under no illusions that Chip Kelly didn't talk to me because it was me. <laughs> right. It was because he loves Dom, and he wanted to talk about Dom. Chip and I weren't on the best of terms uh, by the end of the tenure. His tenure, as you guys can – I mean, I don't think – and many of us were on, on great terms with Chip by the end. But I wasn't even here at the end. But you, weren't on that, you weren't on the beat then? No, no. Chip drove him off the beat. Chip drove, <laughs> he got me out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you didn't go to the equipment room with Howie? No, I did not. No, oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like it was like he talked to me like we were a long lost uh, buddy. Nice. It was it was shocking. It was shocking. Um, asking me how I was doing and and you know what's up and, and newspaper business. And he asked about Zach. No, he actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a restraining order. So, but yeah, I think I've joke. heard that's, that about that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've heard that about Chip to some. Um, I've heard about that Chip. You know, like, you, you, we went through the wars together, and, you know, now that we're through it, and I'm not covering him. Right. It's okay. I mean, at one point, we did kind of, like, have, like, a come-to-Jesus kind of, like, hash it out, and I, I, I don't think I apologized. Maybe I did, and I kind of – but, I mean, I didn't apologize. I just said that I've become a better reporter covering you, and I learned maybe my faults and, and my strengths from that, especially after you left. And he's like – and he's like, no, I, he's like, I enjoyed it. I loved sparring with you. Mm. And I was like – I never got that impression when you were <laughs> <laughs> trying to eviscerate me, yeah. uh, especially a couple times off the podium when you uh, mm -hmm. we, things didn't go so well. Well, that's all right. 
That means you're getting under his skin. Yeah, that's my job. That's your job, yeah. right? I mean, like, honestly, I don't think I got under his skin as much as Zach. <laughs> you think I got under Chip's skin? I, yeah. I think just the, um, your constant, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I ask as many questions as you. No, that, uh, especially back, back then, in the day. Back, back in the day, then. yeah. Well, because this is the thing, and, and I don't say this like us pumping our chests out, but there were fewer reporters who asked questions to Chip yeah. because mm. – uh, yeah, I think people were afraid sometimes of Chip of, of Chip coming down on you. And like Nick is Nick's really nice, and Nick gives like six minute answers sometimes. So no one's afraid to ask to, to ask Nick a question. It was like it was a group of it, it was a concentrated group of people who asked Chip. You can always get questions off the Chip, and his answers would be be in, in a snap. So uh, and you've got you you come prepared with like your list of twenty five. Oh questions. yeah, yes, so, yeah. yeah. There was never there was never a, like like an awkward pause during a Chip Kelly press conference. No, and because he wouldn't allow it either. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be gone. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Chip was great to cover. I mean, he was so quotable number one on the podium. But there was just always something interesting yeah. that he had going on. Whether he's bringing in the sports science or yep. the way he's practicing the up tempo. Um, he's just so controversial. Everything as we sensed at one point. I mean. My biggest regret, uh, for, I'm not going to shift totally here, is like Zach and I had that Howie Chip divorce story <laughs> down <laughs> pat. You're giving away I mean, the secrets here, yeah, yeah. We had that, yeah. and um, you're a little more conservative than me. I was uh, ready. For, I was ready. Are we let a curse on this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was ready. Zach curses all the time. I was ready to write that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, he was probably right. Too. I mean, we had we had a lot. So of who sources. ended up breaking it? Well, no, it ended up happening. Oh, they just. Right, like, th th yeah, the no, we had no, we had that, we had that. There was a um, discord between yeah. the, the GM and the coach. Yeah. Do we, what, what do you mean we didn't? It didn't end up having the no, divorce. no, no. It, yeah, it, it it like ended up happening before that type of story materialized. They just right? announced they the, just, the changes before. Yeah, how he got how he on January second. Yeah, it was a press year. release. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we, I, but when I asked Chip after the season, um. About Howie, because I knew I wanted to get yeah. it out of him, and that's when he called him uh, good at the salary cap. Yep. <laughs> and, right. he, and he kept calling Tom Gamble, Tom Gamble football, football guy. guy. Football yeah. guy. Football yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's good. Now, uh, there was a nice moment during Nick Sirianni's press conference today, which I think we can hear later in the show, <laughs> um, where, where Zach uh, was talking to Nick about that, that first meeting with the Eagles, and Nick said, well, it's like your first date with your wife. It went pretty well. And Zach said, well, you know, my, my first date did not go well. And, and you've told that story in the podcast before, but you were with him at the time. What do you remember about Zach meeting Emily <laughs> while you guys we, were working together? We had this great guest. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, wait, 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 so I was with you? Well, no, well, yeah, I, I, with him, I mean, we, were, we were working we were together. Yeah, oh, no, so. and honestly, I think I remember him telling me how bad badly the <laughs> date went. And <laughs> well, no, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to go through it. I mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't go through it because you've told yeah. before. Yeah. But no, Zach was you know, kind of a ladies' man at that point, too. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like I knew, sang I knew single Zach. Yeah. It was, it was quite <laughs> I appreciate the compliment. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fine. Uh, what do you think about this, this matchup? How are you leaning? Oh, okay, Super we're shifting into football. I, don't know. Right? I mean, I'd like, I like Zach is very clearly uncomfortable with the. No, no, I I know, think we have no uh, I, Zach I mean, Quixote. I mean, seriously, we have Jeff McLean, who's covered this team for 14 years, who who is like loaded with good stories, yeah, but good who, institutional but, knowledge. But we don't our talk audience about my is more interested life. in the fact that he has known you for 14 years. Well, yeah. I mean, he I I became a better reporter working with Jeff, right? So I a lot of it was was me trying to learn different things from him. Like we we were really good about sharing information. 
uh, which yeah. I frankly miss because he has a lot of good information. Um, but um, but no, it Bo was Wolf taken astray. Oh no no no! <laughs> I, I, I don't mean it like that. Um, I mean it's it's always better to find out something via text as opposed to yeah, on sure. inquire.com, yeah. right? Um, but uh, no, it was uh, it was it was it was a good partnership. I have a great partnership here and. Uh, Look, I didn't come on here. Honestly, the only reason why I came on this was because, like, I just wanted to, like, get be, have something on The Athletic where I just get these glowing comments <laughs> just straight down. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I'm and, and Zach's doing it for everyone. But, like, you know, it's like Zach went from the Inquire.com where everyone hated him. Mm-hmm. Until all of a sudden I look at Reed's comments on the story and it's like he's – <laughs> he's he's the what's funny about coming. that is there is one there is one athletic commenter who for whatever reason will always just throw a shot at the inquiry and i, I don't know why he, he'll like this is a great story that they would never write at the like why would you say that they write all kinds of good sounds stories. like a subscriber though <laughs> <laughs> that's all i care about is someone subscribing yeah exactly no oh, but, and I, but let me just chime in i mean i got uh, with zach i mean like i i'm not just saying it was all me like zach was honestly like i mentioned briefly i didn't want to disparage anybody else but like zach was my best partner because like we just we complimented each other um very much uh especially like we just recalling before we came on here about coming here to arizona we just we knew how who did what um versus the other person's strengths and 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 weaknesses and yeah we shared like the, the thing i missed most about working with zach is that like I could bounce off stuff him off of him all the time, and he would always give me the right answer, pretty much for the most part. It was very very helpful to me. It's very sweet. It, I, <laughs> it was very helpful to me. It's about me, obviously. I needed yeah. I needed Zach to help me, but like it was just like I could tell him the deepest darkest secrets of the Eagles that I knew, and I knew it would never ever be told. And there was other people that I've worked with, and all of a sudden I'd tell them something, and all of a sudden neither asking it at the press conference. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck <laughs> happened here? Yeah, it's in a vault for whenever yep. I tell Zach it. Yeah, you know. So um, anyway, that's uh, okay. We'll, we'll get over this. I mean, Zach already gets enough love. On yeah, you're the gonna athletic. need to. You're gonna need to rewatch this uh, on YouTube <laughs> and see the look in Zach's eyes as you as you say those things and how lovingly he's. He looking already at gets you. enough of the. He gets enough of the love. Um, I, I mean, do you want to talk about the match? Yeah, sure. Well, how do you feel about this? I mean, we, we, the, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, it sort of feels like a thought experiment come to life of the best roster in football against the best quarterback in football and, and what matters more. Uh, how are you sort of leaning as, as the week goes on here? Yeah, I mean, you and I talked a little bit about yeah. this on, on the bus. Maybe we should have saved it a little bit. That's but okay. um, You can repeat it? <laughs> I think I can re- repeat some of it. Um, yeah, so my concerns with the Eagles, I have concerns with the Chiefs, certainly. But I'm going to focus on the Eagles because this is an Eagles podcast. Is that they haven't really, they haven't played a team of this caliber? They haven't played a quarterback of this caliber this year, and they haven't been tested enough in the in the postseason. That's not their fault. They were so good. They killed the Giants and they knocked out the quarterbacks and the 49ers. And I think they were eventually going to win that game anyway. Um, so those would be my concerns. And and I don't think as much as concerned about Nick and the coach and staff not being here and Andy having won a Super Bowl. We've seen Andy struggle in big spots before sure. I'm sure he can do it again. Um, so there was those like big picture. That's kind of my concern with the Eagles. And, and, and obviously with Hertz just hasn't been the same since the injury. So is that, is that, is it going to come to a point where he's got to win it with his arm and you're questioning whether he's completely at full strength and he's going to go, he's going up against the best arm in the NFL, not just the arm, everything else that 
he encompasses uh, Patrick Mahomes. So those would be my concerns. But then I look at like just the depth of this team, especially the, on both sides of the line. And it's such a cliche, but they're going they're stronger in both side, both areas, right? So that should be enough for them to win. Theoretically, theoretically, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, there are certain matchups that favor the Chiefs that have tilted even more so to Kansas City. They could that could turn the uh, flip the scales uh, towards Kansas City. I, I, you know, I don't. Do you guys are big on possessions? How many possessions w- will favor who? No. Okay. I just I think both teams are going to score, and it's just yeah, going like to come down to can they make a big stop? Can they yeah. can they take advantage of when they get a chance to force a turnover? It's kind of like, like does the, last, the ball bounce their way. Like, it's kind of like the last Eagles Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, very nice. Though. That's like you feel like you, you have less to say this episode. Like it's like you're nervous around. No, Jeff. I, have, I have questions. Okay, ask the question. Go ahead. Okay, all right, what do we got? I'm curious too. You you know Andy well. You covered four years of Andy. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, I'm sure you still know him well. Do you think that the Super Bowl that he won faded, you know, the Andy Eagle storyline, or do you think that's still relevant to Andy? Um, I don't give two away because I'm writing an Andy story at the oh, end. Oh, okay. Of I didn't realize that. Okay. We're not um, writing an Andy story, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, no, because you want to uh, – yeah, I think there's probably – yeah, he wants to kill the Eagles, but he wants to kill whoever he's playing. Yeah. But he wants to maybe like um, – you know, like if they've killed the Eagles, then maybe stop on them a little a few mm. more times to, because um, I, I don't think there's bitterness. Everyone, you know, both teams, both sides went on the win yeah, championships exactly. and stuff exactly. like that. Yep. Um, I don't think it was all hunky dory. It certainly wasn't hunky dory at the end. Hail and to I the don't... Eagles, baby! What's that? Hail to the Eagles, baby! He was in the cafeteria yes. when Andy mm, said, yeah, "Hail, to, hail the Eagles. to the Eagles, baby." Yeah. Oh, yeah. How awkward was that? Very, very awkward. One of the more <laughs> awkward experiences of my life. I'd say. <laughs> Well, I want to hear a little more about that. Have you talked about that here before? I talked yeah. about it on the podcast yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was so weird. They fired him, and they they brought him, <laughs> like, Jeffrey brings him into the cafeteria. Everybody in the organization is there, and Andy's got to, like, say something, and he doesn't want to say anything. He just got fired. He, so he holds up the job. ball, and, they, and, like, after after all these years of service, they give him, like, a game ball. Like, here you go, Andy. And they just says, hail to the Eagles, baby, which – uh, like even, hail to the Eagles, baby. What does that mean? No one's ever said that before. He's preparing for the Chiefs, right? Yeah. <laughs> even media that retires from covering the Eagles gets, <laughs> gets a gets game that, ball. Yeah. The ball. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, even like, like the lowest of the low in yeah. terms of how the Eagles are concerned gets that Is football. It? So he must have wanted to swing that. I wonder. Like I should have asked him about it on the podium. Be like, what were your really feelings there? Did you were you were you were pissed that they they did, made you do that? My other uh, very clear recollection of that uh, week. Was Andy got hired very quickly by the Chiefs? Yeah, I I would probably say Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan were probably on the tarmac when that thing <laughs> right. was going on. Yeah, it go was on. yeah, it was in yeah. several days. And the introductory press conference that Andy Reid had was, in my mind, worse than Nick Sirianni's introductory press conference <laughs> because the angle that they had on they they chose to shoot the press conference. Andy was sitting on a stage in a chair, legs spread open. <laughs> And they had a shot that was just <laughs> right in the middle, and they left nothing. <laughs> can I nothing to the imagination? <laughs> can I tell you a couple stories? Jeff was out there. By I the was way. there. Yeah, and you got snowed there. in. You got snowed in, right? So, well, no, yeah. So let me tell you my stories about that. So, like, you know, I'm, tra- I'm trying to follow that story. We're finally trying to follow the Eagle story. 
and because they're you were flying out to Arizona. I was I was here for the Fiesta Bowl. Right, bro. you were flying to Arizona, and I was gonna, and I was going to chase Andy. Yep. I I rushed to the airport. I get on the, like the cheapest, craziest flight I've ever. Been. I don't even know what airline it was to this day. I I get there. I land. I text Ted Cruz, the PR guy for the Chiefs. I'm like, because I thought the press it was Friday. Right. I'm like, I was like, he's like, no, we're not doing the press conference till Monday. I'm like, yeah, that's what. what? Oh. So it snows in Kansas City. You know, I was in my hotel room the whole entire weekend. And I'm texting Andy constantly, please meet me, please meet me so mm. I can do the story before and I can get the hell out of here. And, uh, but meanwhile, I'm, I'm trying to report on the chip stuff, like the chip stuff. Like, yep. the, he went out there and I got the report. Oh, nothing happened. He wasn't going to. Well, no, he backed out. He, he backed yeah, out, right. So, going back. so I, I, I was kind of, I wrote that story too. And then the Andy thing happened. So I end up going to a coffee shop and I write, I'm, I write a story about how, like chasing Andy my entire career. Mm. Here he is, this dickhead. He, uh, you know. He wouldn't even take the time to come meet me at the plaza. Right. You know, he hates Philadelphia, whatever. <laughs> and I kind of like, <laughs> and I picture the, the one where I was like, we had a picture our photographer took one time of Andy walking mm -hmm. at Lehigh to the press conference tent. And in the background, there's me leaping over a fence. Oh, yes, yes. And so I put it in the story, whatever. So I wrote the story. I get to the press conference the next morning, Monday morning. I go there. I end up getting like 20 minutes alone with Andy. It was unbelievable. He told me a couple things, but uh, off the record. <laughs> But um, anyway, I didn't really notice Andy's crotch because in front of me was Bob Lamont's rug. Oh, and didn't you guys have a moment? And I took a picture of it and I said, Bob, and I put it on Twitter. So I, I regret it to this day. I deleted it, I think, at one point. I said, there's Bob, Bob Lamont and his rug or something like that. <laughs> I was cracking up. I, the most powerful uh, coach agent in the NFL, and I, just totally, and I just totally destroyed any relationship. I ever had. Like I, uh, but uh, yeah, so I I do remember the the crotch shot though. Mm. Yeah, Zach, any thoughts on the crotch? <laughs> no thoughts on that. No, I. I also remember from that we were um, I that second week I was at the Shrine game, and before like before the chip stuff had broke. Who who was who were they? Gus Bradley. Oh, Gus Bradley. Yeah, we did a we did a like pre-recorded video from the beach just in case the Eagles were going to sign Gus Bradley. Yeah, uh, and we're like, all right, the Eagles have hired Gus Bradley as their head coach. You know, just to have this in the can when it goes on. And uh, I think it was Adam Kaplan was happened to be outside and he heard that thing and he tweeted like, I guess everybody already knows the Eagles have hired Gus Bradley. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're like. Adam, that wasn't real. I had to delete it. <laughs> or did he say, well, as I said last week. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the exact tweet. Uh, Fran Duffy would have, the, would have yeah. the full story. Yeah, as I pointed out weeks beforehand, mm. the Eagles were going to uh, hire. Let me ask you one, one serious question. Uh, I, think, I think you're like a, uh, I think you are like a PhD in, in Howie Roseman studies. Um, <laughs> what, do you think, what, what do you think happens next? The next stage of, of the roster in Howie's uh, like power in the building and the, the sort of narrative around him. You wrote a good story this week about. Can I, can, yeah, can I link? Can I link yeah. my story, you wrote a good story here? this week. Yeah. Please read the story. Par.com. Yep. Par.com. Subscribe under my name so I get the full credit for <laughs> the, uh, the subscription. Um, really in depth, deep dive. You guys mm. may have heard that term before. <laughs> or a deep mm. dig, or a, a, a deep dive. Yeah, that's good because I've heard. Or I didn't know you guys were allowed to write those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand word limits. <laughs> well, on the live blog, you can go deep uh, for 140 characters. What does that mean? Oh, I see. That, that, that's the length that they. That wasn't a funny joke. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on. Howie, uh, next stage. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, and I know Zach's probably working on it. He keeps asking these questions about building versus maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. And, uh, it's tough. I, it's I, tough I, when everybody's in there like yeah, asking yeah, the yeah. questions. I got, yeah. I got a line in, in the story about it because I wanted to make sure Zach didn't have this alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is, you know, like it's, right, this is the third team that he's rebuilt. One went to the playoffs. The second one went to the one to the Super Bowl and won it. Now the third one's gone yeah. to the Super Bowl. And you look at the team, obviously there's 20 free agents, seven starters on defense, and Jalen Hurts is going to need a contract extension. And can Howie do that? Is he going to fall in love again with guys that he's drafted mm-hmm. and, and he can't make difficult decisions to cut them? Is he going to all of a sudden try and bring back Deshaun Jackson and <laughs> sign Michael Bennett, culture wrecker? Mm-hmm. Like the, is he going to do crazy stuff like that again? Um, I, I think he's learned from his mistakes, but again, it's just, there's so many things that can go wrong um, when you're a GM and there's so many things outside your control. Um, you know, I, how he's done a, he's done a phenomenal job. It's hard really honestly to not give him the credit he deserves. Um, And um, how about the, how about the head coach GM relationship? You think that stays? Um, Yeah. Like surprisingly, and he talked about this as well. Like they, complement each other and they actually have kind of some similarities yeah. which I never would have thought when they first hired Nick Sirianni. How so? Um, I mean, Nick is very much uh, gracious and gregarious and amiable and how he's not. <laughs> but you said they complement each other. Because they have these other things in okay. common. Well, it was um, interesting how he said this, right? That I'm talking about, like, we just... I'm not, that I'm, that first summer, like, he was sort of taken aback. Like, Nick kept being like, hey, let's get together. Like, let's get the families together. Yeah. Let's, you know... And he's like... And how he's like, like, oh, like oh, Yeah. Because, they, like, I think our impression at the time, when they hired Nick Sirianni, right, was Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have sort of found a patsy to some degree, right? That was sort of the impression from the outside looking in. Some guy that they can tell how to coach the team, um, and he'll follow the direction. And I think, like, Nick won him over, and they have this. And I think you're right. They have these things in common that, that, have, that have led to a pretty good relationship. I, yeah, I think, you know, if they, if they go 6-11 and 11 next year, the relationship gets strained, obviously, right? That, that's what happens in anything. I think right. it's more but, textured, though, in that there are a few things there. First off, I, I think they're both, like, crazy competitive. Yes. Right? And they both wear a chip on their shoulder well, right? And I, I, I think that's something that they have yes. in common. Um, and then the other thing is – is like Nick, from all indications I get, just wants to coach the team, right? Like, like, like Nick doesn't want to be, um, you know, the, you ask him sometimes about like some, some roster mechanical stuff, and, and he's like, yeah, Howie, you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Howie's job, right? So, well, and when Howie does this good of a job yeah. building the roster, he has no need to want to like change how things are done, right? Like, Right. If but, you're going to get me these guys, that's fine. But, but like Nick's, um, you know, and, and you had a real good Nick story today. Um, one of Nick's superpowers, if you will, is his ability to get along with people, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's, a, he's a likable person. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important um, in, the, in the coach GM dynamic there is, is like Nick's, Nick's not trying to, to take Howie's job, right? I also think that Howie – when they gave Nick the one guy that he could pick, he hit on it versus Doug, who totally screwed up 
Chase Daniel versus mm. Zach Pascal. Right? I mean, Zach Pascal okay. was clearly yeah. like how yeah. he's like, okay, right. you can okay. have that one. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly yeah. right. right. Yeah. And Zach's been a great yeah, been role player. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Him- because Jeffrey Lurie last night spoke at Media Day, and he was like, you know, one of the, the decisions that we made that I thought was really pivotal that uh, we don't get enough credit for is I had a conversation with Howie. You know, we had signed Chase Daniel to this deal, <laughs> and we thought, if something happens, is he good enough to win us, you know, a playoff game, win us a Super Bowl? Is he good enough to elevate his game for an extended period of time? And we both said no. <laughs> and so we had to eat some money to go out and sign a backup quarterback who we thought did have that upside, you know, who had that ability to elevate his game, and that was Nick Foles. Yeah, and he won us a Super Bowl. It was just like, you know, Jeffrey, he's got these little pivotal moments, and one of them is just throwing Chase Daniel <laughs> over the edge. Well, I, I, and Doug Peterson. Yeah. I think there's context there, too. I, and, and he this, was right. I mean, no, but, but, this, but this predates me. But, um, you know, there was, there was, pro, uh, there was a perception um, among some fans that, that, that the Eagles might have been. Um, I don't want to use the word cheap, but but like that that they weren't, um, you know, that they were very careful with contracts and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And uh, I, you know, the Eagles, I, I know Jeffrey does takes like pride in their cash spending, like on players. It right? makes a, it really makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah, that is true. And there are yeah. owners in this league yes. who would not say you can cut your backup quarterback who you just gave all this guaranteed money right. to to sign another backup quarterback who's not going to, you know, there's, there right. are teams in this league who, who don't eat, who, who don't eat contracts like that. And will keep a player on just for the sake of it. No, no. Yeah. yeah. That's the, one of the biggest falsehoods with the Eagles yeah. for, and then it, cause Joe Banner represented yeah, so. us. I thought in some ways there was always like an anti-Semitic uh, yes. undertone when people were no calling Joe and that. And like, meanwhile, and then Jeffrey too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, no, everybody I talked to, like I came into the, beat thinking something not not because of none of the beat reporters felt like that or the coverage felt like that but like you, you just didn't know i didn't know about the cap i knew i didn't know anything about the stuff and then you talk to people around the league they're like no jeff sp- pays yeah. assistance way yeah. more than anybody else yeah. jeff jeff burns money like you would not believe yeah he tr- he he's looking for any you can't believe the amount of money that they waste and some of it is actually frivolous like you know i've heard so many i haven't been able to report some of the stuff i don't think people even really care Maybe they do, and now all of a sudden they're going to be wondering what the <laughs> heck it is. But like I've heard some ridiculous people that they've hired, they've like as consultants and this, right. that, or the other thing that have like you know such ancillary roles to what you'd think. And Jeff doesn't care, and to his credit, to some extent, now definitely, you know, Don Smolenski's probably like, you know, like, oh, we're only going to have one open practice now because of that. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, I I have one last question too, okay. and, this, and this kind of wraps it up. Here is, is oh wow, did we go long? No. Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, yeah, is for uh, longer than we said we we're going to keep you. Uh, how have you seen? How have you seen the organization change evolve from the time you got on the beat fourteen years ago to now? Oh, um, wow, that's a big picture question. Um, the organization, how it's changed. Um, well, Jeffrey's still there and in, in charge. I think Jeffrey's role. It's still pretty much the same, but I think he definitely has more, definitely more involved, um, because I think Andy kept him, held him at bay. Um, he was always an involved, asking questions type of owner, but I think that he definitely has more uh, of a say into things. Um, Joe Banner's no longer there. You know, Joe certainly there was like a, um, I don't think uh, to some degree uh, he helped the perception of the team. Uh, fair or not, um, the way people looked at the Eagles, 
Um, you know, I, I don't think Howie's the greatest kind of like face of the for the for the organization, but he's a pretty good one, and he's obviously done remarkable things. And and now we're seeing this team on the brink of two Super Bowls within five years, and um, they didn't quite achieve that um, when I was on the beat. So like that, maybe that's is that what you're looking for? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. <laughs> no, to think. I was I was I was, I was trying to. Use your institutional I think they, knowledge I think for the audience. Become, yeah, I think they become a better franchise. Yeah. I think this is, you know, and, uh, the question obviously we had earlier is, is, is it sustainable? Um, a lot of that's going to depend upon Howie, of course, but a lot of it's also going to depend upon Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen right. Hurts that quarterback can every year give you a chance at winning the championship? I don't, I don't really think we have the answer to that yet. I think he certainly has the ability to be that guy. Yeah, I'm sort of like uh, out of the predicting what Jalen Hurts is going to look like. Business at this point. Just, I got to I mean, say, like, I was a big Hertz guy. Oh, please. I was a big Hertz guy. Get out of here. <laughs> I said in the summer, he'd, he'd made the leap. But, I mean, we can we can. Have I liked him last time. year. I, I liked him I, last year, too. Yeah, okay. I, no, I'm not saying you did. I didn't know that you. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. We don't, we don't need to compete over who's Zach. Hertz, Zach was who's the one who was kind of dumb. Yeah, Zach gave him a D plus on uh, draft night. What'd you give him? <laughs> not none of your business. What'd you give him? <laughs> What'd you give him? <laughs> I give the process a D. I gave the process a D. <laughs> no. Nothing against Jalen. No, I, 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 I've been sold on Jalen's personality yeah, like, since, since they, oh, well, that's since they drafted him, right? And, and, and very, I, you know what? The very first throw he ever made as an Eagle, beautiful pass down the right sideline to Quez Watkins the first day of uh, training camp practice. Oh, I thought beautiful. you meant the one in the Green Bay game when he hit Jalen. Uh, oh, that was a good people. one, too. Yeah. I was watching on TV. I wasn't there. You were, yeah. yeah, I wasn't oh, there. Yeah, you were the only one yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't right. there either. We, uh, we should take a break. Jeff McLean, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, slumming it with your, uh, with your ex. <laughs> Read Jeff uh, at The Inquirer. Follow him on Twitter. All that good stuff. We'll be back uh, with the second half of Birds with Friends. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Bo and Zach. Uh, Zach, why don't we start by throwing it to uh, the moment of the press conference with Nick Sirianni today when you slayed the crowd as a, as a fan of comedy. He got a big, Stop. raucous applause. Pass on, folks. What made you think it was going well? In my job interview in Florida? That they, asked me, that they wanted to keep talking to me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that, that the interview went for about eight hours, and they asked me to come back the next day. I guess I thought that was a, I thought that was a good sign. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did, you know, I mean, sometimes I don't know what your first date uh, did, with your with your wife. Did you think that was going well? How did you think it was going? It did not go well. Um, I don't know. You just have a feeling that it's going well. Okay, my I, I guess mine did with my wife. Uh, Big flex out of Nick. He had a better first yeah. date with his wife. Yeah, no, I mean, my wife is amazing, but 
we my uh, my first date was was uh, not as successful as my second first date, I guess you could mm. say. Where did you guys go on your first date? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. We had to give that out here. Uh, what, what are they going to stalk you <laughs> seven years um, in the past? We went to AKA Bar. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, on uh, on Walnut and 18th. Right? Yeah, 18th well, Rittenhouse Walnut. section. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it, we it, have it, to give that out. Like, what is that? Yeah, it was it was probably more akin to uh, to Nick's opening press conference than mm, that's than, the line you were going to give him. Yeah, but but uh, you know we're married now and it's, and Nick's in the Super Bowl Way now, go, buddy. so it worked out great for. For both of us. There you go. For Nick and for me. Yeah. Uh, we, so we did, the, we did the pod yesterday uh, afternoon before media night. So um, we can talk about media night. We can talk about talking to the players today, sort of setting the scene. Anything big jump out to you? Anything you learned from either of those uh, two events? So I spent most of media night with Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman. Like I said, mm, I was going how to How nice for you. Uh, sorry about that, Kent. We have a great producer, Kent. And here. Kent is rocking the BWF yeah. hoodie. I mean, yeah, the guy's a stud. Yeah, yeah, Kent's awesome. Kent's awesome. Kent is uh, early pandemic birds with friends episodes. Mm-hmm. Was 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 Kent? Um, so as I was saying, I mean, I, famously the Tony Pauline episode, I think, is really the <laughs> highlight of the Kent era <laughs> of birds with yes. friends. But yeah, uh, so so yeah, it was it was interesting hearing you know Jeffrey Lurie's perspective. Uh, a lot. There were a lot of Andy Reid questions, as as you can imagine. What I'm real curious about with Andy, with I'm sorry, with Jeffrey Lurie, and I'll, I'm I'm gonna have a story later in in the week on this is the coach hiring process uh, because both these coaches in this game were hired by is everything okay audio wise okay thank you uh, was was hired by Jeffrey Lurie. Both these coaches were hired by Jeffrey Lurie, I should say, and they were hired by Jeffrey Lurie when no one else was interested in them. Um, so there had to be something that, that Jeffrey identified. And one thing that, that you know, I've spoken to Jeffrey about in the past is that the, the coach hiring process, when you think about, uh, you know, if you're hiring an executive of a company, of, of, of a major company, which essentially a coach is, right? And it, you usually don't do it in two to three weeks. But there's such a time there's there's such um it's a confined period when you're hiring a head coach so so how do you know what are the critical factors you were looking for and interestingly it was the only thing jeffrey Lurie wouldn't answer mm. the only thing because he doesn't want to give that away he's you know he said there are like seven or eight things that they look for and he doesn't want to give that away um but you know he's hired five coaches now all have had uh all have been in the playoffs within the first two years and I'm curious whether I, I'm curious your opinion as we talk about this, whether it, you know it's, it's it's a chicken or an egg thing, right? Is it the head coach who has success, or is there an organizational structure that the Eagles have where if they hire Ben McAdoo instead of Doug Peterson, or they hire Josh McDaniel instead of Nick Sirianni, are they still a success? You know, are they still having success because of some of these institutional factors? I think yes. Um, I think probably to varying degrees, um, and maybe things don't last as long. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think from an organizational standpoint, it's not dissimilar from the, the things that Jeff was just talking about about you know how much money Jeffrey is willing to spend on things on the margins that other teams aren't willing to spend on, um, and the things that he values from like a an analytics standpoint. Yeah. Um, I think those things do matter, and I think like if you took Nick Sirianni and put him in um, Arizona with the same roster, I don't think that he would have quite mm-hmm. as much success. I think there are organizational yeah. advantages that, that Jeff Lurie provides. 
And then there's a story I'm, I'm working on with Howie Roseman about like the. Uh, you got nothing but big hitters. The return of Howie here. You got, uh, you got Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, and Banana Pudding. <laughs> there's more stories the, than that too coming out. Um, how much time do you have, dude? I wish I had more. Honestly, that's 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 the problem right now. Is that there's there's not enough time. Um, and I enjoy spending time with you, and enjoy spending time with Shield, and so. Um, but uh, no, so so in in speaking to Howie, um, you know it's it's interesting that. Five years ago, Howie was getting – I was speaking to Howie at media night five years ago in St. Paul, Minnesota. It was in the Minnesota Wild Arena, if you recall. And Howie was answering these same types of questions about literally the way one was phrased about vindication. You know, do you feel vindicated? And it's, it's interesting to hear that because oftentimes when someone's vindicated, they don't become re-vindicated, right? So there's been this like – this this uh, climb, this fall, this climb, this, and uh, and I, I I think what's worth pointing out is there are if you spend enough time studying Howie and listening to Howie and and talking to people about Howie, there are a few expressions that he uses often. And one thing that that, that, that he says is 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 he learned and he said this in 2016 when he came back in the power uh, is that he had to learn that your career trajectory, like your success, if you will, is not a straight line. There are going to be ups and downs to it. And then the other thing he's, he's said, and I'm paraphrasing here, is, is that when you think you've made it, you get kicked in the rear end, right? Um, and uh, I think both of these are worthwhile concepts to explore when looking at the trajectory of Howie Roseman's career and in particular his recent career. All right. Well, we look forward to that story. We look forward to the Jeffrey Lurie story. How was your media night? You know, I'm trying to toss the break because we have to oh, get in a second shoot. break before so, the end of uh, gotcha. our recording window here, which is at 4 o'clock. Okay. That's when the Mike Sando show begins. So if you don't mind, I'll finish that. We'll do that tease, and then we can talk about what else you want to talk about after. You got it, man. All right, second break. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail 
retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash The Athletic. All right. Back on Birds with Friends. Close this bad boy on sec. How was my media night? My media night was fine. Uh, the one person I wanted to talk to uh, could not be found, but that's okay. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. There were two people I wanted to talk to. One of them wouldn't talk. The other one would, could not be found, but we'll make do. Uh, got some talked to some assistant coaches for some uh, off-season story ideas. I don't know. You already know this. Huge day for you today. How so? A1. Yeah. Really, uh, they, the, the hopes of the company's editorial direction today oh, are on, are on Bo Wolf's shoulders. You are the, the centerpiece of the Athletics website. Well, that's today. not quite true because they didn't tag me in the tweet from The Athletics. So okay. I am not the centerpiece. <laughs> the story, right. to some degree, yes. is what you're talking about. But yes. They, they, you know, I didn't get the, I didn't get the tag. The so. story is, the story is not about you. It's stories about, but it's your story. Yeah, right. But, but, it, but for what you're okay. saying, it's not. It's a, well, okay. it's a, it's a great piece. Check it out. I think, uh, you know, it really does a good job getting inside Nick Sirianni's uh, what, what makes him successful. And well, I think, and you were very helpful because you know there are th- when you're di- di- diving back on Nick Sirianni and you're thinking to yourself, when did he talk about this? Is there something I could find? And he just he calls Zach Berman. You call him over and you say, where's this? And you say, oh, well, on June, uh, you know, he <laughs> yeah. said something about this. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm decent at that. I have a good memory. Um, I, I, I do have one writing style question. Am I allowed to ask you or are we sure. real tight on time? No, you, you incorporate the readers in your writing style. You, you use a lot of us and you, you know. Sometimes. Um, what's, what's the reason behind that, if I may ask? I mean, it's not like a conscious thing. It's oh, just okay. like that's the way to tell that story, I felt okay. like. Okay. We all we all watched the Nick Sirianni press conference and had that reaction, right? I don't know. Do yeah. I do that? Do I do that often? You do it more than I do. That's why I'm curious. Okay. I want to learn from you here. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's not a conscious thing. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It's like why do you walk the way that you do? I don't know. I, I wish I could walk differently. You said last night I was strutting. I was just. <laughs> I was simply. You did last night. You walked into media night and you were strutting as if we'd like. This is the only place on earth <laughs> that you wanted to be and that deserved you in this moment. Well, like, it was the only place at, the, at that moment that I wanted to be. I mean, you'd be where your feet are, right? And, uh, and that's, that's where my feet were last night. But How's the week going for you, just generally speaking? How's your hotel room? Any complaints? Uh, you know, anybody that you want to have a media feud with? What do we got? No, it's, it's, been, it's been great here. I, I wish I could sleep a little more. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I need to learn from you how to sleep better. Um, you to learn from Devontae Smith. Yeah, you want to tell that story? No, I'll tell it. That'll be in this. That'll be later <laughs> okay. this week, hopefully. All right, good sell. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sleeping enough. But it's been, it's 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 been great. It's so different covering a Super Bowl that the team you cover is in, sure. compared to when you're just when you're just there, right? It so. feels like the yeah the people the the out of town people. I mean, it's nice that they're here. Yeah. They've got work to do, but yeah. like it's like covering a bowl do game. Do they really have work to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I remember the the uh, the, the and I, I know like we're, no, we're tight like on very time. low stakes. The yeah. the first bowl I ever covered was the Orange Bowl, and um and I'm going down there with like 30 story ideas, and you know I, I want to follow Brian Kelly around for a day, and I'm doing you yeah. know Tyrod Taylor, and I, I got it's it's Virginia, spend time with his team. It was it was Virginia Tech for Cincinnati, and I realized everyone's down there for a vacation in Miami, right? Yeah. Right? They're like they're like yeah, press conferences are from 10 to 11, and then you're free the rest of the day. I'm like free. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me something. You know, I, I think I even pitched covering like Isaiah Thomas was the coach at Florida International. Can I go over there and do like a 
So yeah. I was, yeah. So anyways, um, my shower. Tell me if you have this issue. Uh, it, it, only important stuff. It doesn't like friends. it doesn't close all the way, and so the the bathroom just gets soaking wet when after, when you're done with the shower. Does that not happen in yours? No, but what happens is when you open the door to the shower, the yeah the floor gets wet then. But then once I'm in it, it's it, it's good. Yours? Oh, yours is like is like uh, sealed. Yeah, it's. I guess you have a better door than me. Better shower door. <laughs> I, I haven't seen your shower, so I. I, I is don't it know. a circular one that sort of comes around? Semi circle. Yeah. 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 And it and you don't get a wet shower. You don't get a wet floor. Oh, but they give you oh a towel to put on the floor. floor. Well, yeah, I put a towel on the floor too, okay. but it's like. Yeah. No, I. I haven't. A disaster in there. I. I haven't had that problem. Do you have a view. I, I. Uh. Of like, I mean, I have a window. I don't. Yeah. It's not a good view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also have, um, I got to get this sorted out. I have, um, you know, they've got the three, uh, like, bottles on the wall of the shower. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. And I have shampoo, conditioner, and shampoo. Gotcha. So I've been, I've been washing my body with shampoo. Gotcha. I packed my own for this trip, actually. Which? Shampoo or body wash? Both. Yeah. At CVS, I, I got the little, mini, mm. uh, little mini ones for the trip. What do you go with? <laughs> For this one, it was what was that? it was the uh, Harry's one. I was at CVS. Oh, okay. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> nice. Who's your favorite Harry? Uh, Carrie, I guess that that's one that came to mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're, we should close up quickly, but we haven't really like you and I talked about how we're feeling about the game quite yet. Well, I thought that's the big just Thursday your fun. general vibe yeah. at the moment. You track the progress yeah. as the week goes on. How are you sort of feeling right now? Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 tell you how I'm feeling. Is is that I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Eagles are the better. Like Jeff said, the Eagles are better on on both sides of the ball. They're better on the line of scrimmage. I feel like, but Kansas City has the better quarterback, and that's no slight to Jalen Hurts. That's Patrick Mahomes is that good, and the Eagles haven't seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. There really isn't a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes um, to bring back the conversation we had with ESP yesterday. Uh, so 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 that's the concern. I think there's a reason why the Eagles are favored here. Uh, I like the Eagles winning this game, um, but I, um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'd like the Eagles winning this game, but I'd be worried about Mahomes. Okay. I sort of, I, this is like a silly uh, line to, to draw, but I sort of feel like either the Eagles are going to win this game handily mm -hmm. and, like, prove their superiority uh, on a sort of a dominant basis. Or Patrick Mahomes is going to win a very close game. And, like, he'll get the ball last down four or six points. You got to pick a side here. Not on Tuesday. You just asked me. You didn't answer the question either. <laughs> okay. You said that you, you feel they're the better team, but you got to be worried about Patrick Mahomes. What kind of, like, uh, okay. definitive take was that? I said I, I like the Eagles to win, but I'm worried about Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we have until Friday to make our picks. I actually got – okay. That's like yeah. we had, an, we had a, 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 an assignment from the Athletic, a league-wide thing. We had to go with our, our award picks and then our picks for the game. And it's too early. I wasn't yeah. – I just – I didn't answer the award. Yeah. Or I, I did the awards, but I didn't answer the you game You had to. Pick. It was required. I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't want to go on the record yet. I don't have a pick yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I got a message Adam. I should do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, thank you to Kent for producing on-site. Marissa for doing the work remotely. We'll be back tomorrow from Radio Crow. Uh, I think we have a good idea of uh, what we're going to do for tomorrow's podcast, so that should be exciting. 
Uh, Zach, uh, again, in charge of the booking, got us Jeff McClain today. He's going to get us Carrie Lake tomorrow. Um, so that should be pretty good. And Ooh. then we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on forward. As we get, uh, make sure you check out Bo's story uh, on the on the athletic, and then also check out the piece on the banana pudding phenomenon inside. The you have been waiting three years to write that story. I have. Good for you. Yeah. And you killed it. Thank you. I was, I was proud of that one. And you know what I would say about that story? How good it was? What's that? The proof is in the pudding. Oh. All right. Good kicker for Zach, Marissa, Kent, Jeff, and Elijah. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you. The NFL is unmatched. Elite athleticism, weekly drama, millions watching every game day, billions of dollars in revenue. But among all that attention, money, and success, the league has a critical flaw. In my experience, the NFL does have a, a race problem, but more than that, the owners have a race problem. The people who make the hiring decisions, I don't think that they are going to look at two candidates and think the black candidate is clearly superior. What you don't realize is that as you're going through all of that, the stress it puts you on, it's like somebody beating you down every day. The thing is, it has to be player level. We call it the NFL, but I, the 32 owners, like, we can't sit here and say, like, this is important to all 32 of those guys. Football teams hated it. You know, issues like the national anthem, kneeling for the national anthem, issues like players speaking out in protest. Watching Roger Goodell, like, get on TV and, you know, try to sound like <laughs> he with it. We know it. there's a definite limit on this allyship, right? I wasn't a big fan of the NFL because of what I had to go through and the way it was I looked up on it and I just felt like I was fed up with the NFL. I'm Tashawn Reed, the host of a new podcast series from The Athletic called Between the Lines. The series details how America's biggest game has grappled with America's biggest issue. From the players who weigh the risks of being socially active in the wake of Colin Kaepernick, to coaches and executives vying for equal opportunities, to a league and owners who have failed to support and promote diversity. The series includes exclusive interviews from Ladanian Tomlinson, Doug Williams, Jason Wright, and several more players, coaches, and front office executives across the game. Look for Between the Lines starting on February 14th on The Athletic Football Show every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.